G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. We are not far away from the announcement of this year's Australian Christian Book of the Year. Each year, not only the prestigious award for the Australian Christian Book of the Year, but also the Young Christian Writer and Teen Writer Awards are presented. The winners are going to be announced on the 13th of August and with COVID lockdowns, the announcement's going to be made online this year. Michael Colley from Spark Lit coordinates the awards each year and he's joining us for an update and to talk through the short list of this year's titles. Michael, special welcome back to 2020. Thank you. Michael, it is making a difference and uh, COVID-19, it has its effect also on the Australian Christian Book of the Year. You can't have your award ceremony this year, uh, so you're going online. Yes, I think, uh, and we're really excited about that because uh, for the first time, it, uh, the awards night is going to be a truly national and, in fact, international event because uh, we already have people... Uh, uh, registered who will be tuning in from um, every state in this, of Australia and also um, friends and partners overseas. So uh, we're going to make the most of this. It's going to be an unprecedented uh, event um, with a reach and breadth uh, that uh, we've not experienced before. So it's a great opportunity. Well, we look forward to hearing each year the announcement of the winner of the Australian Christian Book of the Year, but uh, as long-time listeners will know, I also like to do a bit of a preview and talk about some of the books that are there in the shortlist, and usually there's a, a top 10 that you've got shortlisted. I wonder whether we might go through that list, Michael, and uh, sure. and talk about yep. some of the some of the great work that's coming out from Australian authors. Uh, I might just start with uh, the fact that last year's winner uh, has a second volume of their work, and it's also represented in this year's shortlist. And of course, I'm talking about uh, Professor Stuart Piggin and Robert D. Linder. Uh, they had a wonderful work that won the event last year, won the prize, and they're, they're back again this year. That's right. Attending to the National Soul, uh, same authors, and this is really the second volume. It's a, a sequel or the second volume of the story, which um, brings the story up to uh, 2014. So the first volume uh, took us from the, the first fleet through to the First World War, and uh, this one brings us um, the, the second 100 years from... Um, 1914 to 2014. And I'm personally familiar with both of these books and uh, they are outstanding literature, and outstanding scholarship that's gone into these and for many, many years, I think decades of work has gone into these and they are really quality material. Yeah, they're also easy to read and it's an exciting read as well. So um, in this volume, for instance, it looks at um, the story of Lindy Chamberlain um, as a case uh, as a case study of attitudes and uh, religious vilification. It's a, it's a really exciting book. 
getting into a study of Australian history that starts pre-colonial times and goes through until the present uh, is really absolutely fabulous. Hey, other books on the list, let's go through some of these quickly. One of them, For the Love of God, and this one written by Natasha Moore, but with the team from the Centre for Public Christianity. Uh, what's, uh, what are your, what's your take on this one, Michael? Yeah, this is uh, so. This is a, a book that um, accompanies the uh, the fabulous television or video series that uh, this crew made. It looks at the um, at the history of the, the church, of uh, history of Christianity, but it's a very bold. Uh, it takes a uh, it's a courageous series, really, because it looks at the very worst and the best of uh, when, you know, what Christians have done in the name of Jesus um, in, throughout the history of the church. Um, it's pretty confronting, but it's it's a necessary, um, uh, honest, you know, a necessarily honest um, view of um, examination of um, the behaviour of Christians, uh, and the analogy, the metaphor they use is, um, you know, how well have we played in tune the, the music that Jesus has given us to perform in this world? So it's uh, sometimes. We Play out of tune, but uh, when Christians play in tune, God is able to do wonderful things through us. So it's uh, yeah, it's a it's an encouraging book, but it's it's a confronting. It's the book we need um, for a time like this, where there it's a book you can give to skeptical people, and um, I think even the most hostile skeptic will um, will find it a confronting read, as well as uh, people of faith. And on the heels of the film series, a lot of people will look forward to the book, For the Love of God. And I might say that John Dixon, who was involved in that process, he has another book also represented in this year's shortlist, Is Jesus History? Yeah, and that's a, it's a fabulous um, play on words, Is Jesus History? So the book really looks at um, you know, what historical evidence there is for um, the life of Jesus, but also, you know, Is Jesus History? That is, Is Jesus Relevant? It's again. Um, it's vintage um, John Dixon. It's uh, readable. It's a chatty, readable style. Uh, but it's um, you can see reading between the lines that there's a lifetime's um, research and uh, thinking and reading. Um, but yeah, it looks at um, not just uh, the evidence we have in the Gospels, uh, but also evidence from. Um, secular historians, that is non-Christian sto- historians, some of who have been hostile, um, but have um, acknowledged and uh, recorded details of Jesus' life and his impact, especially in the Roman Empire. But it's a, it's very readable. That's one of the, you know, I found that easy to, wherever you sort of start reading, pick it up, it's, um, it's hard to put down. Another book on the shortlist, uh, Peter Howard Smith, who wrote, I Will Avenge. Uh, what's that one about? Um, this is a, a historical romance, um, which is set in the amongst convicts um, who are settling in uh, New South Wales um, in the early colony. It's an interesting story of you know, the conversion of an Irish uh, rebel who's um, been sent to New South Wales um, and becomes part of the household of uh, the MacArthur's. It's a novel, but it's a very engaging um, um, look at our history, but also um, what it means um, for someone to uh, become a Christian. One of those books that has an historical foundation to it with historical fact, but it's formed into a fictional book uh, as a novel, as you say. Hey, Tim Costello represented on the list too with his latest book, A Lot With A Little. So this is a much-awaited autobiography of uh, of Tim Costello, and um, it's... 
uh, a look at his um, at his life, but especially uh, I think what he draws from his both parents. Both his, both his parents were Christians, but um, they came from very different backgrounds. As Tim says uh, fondly, um, they come from the equivalent of the uh, Sunni and Shia camps within um, within the church. And uh, but he very lovingly, it's a loving portrait of a family and um, the tensions between the, the members of the family. Uh, but uh, the way he's uh, God blessed him um, through his, um, especially through his parents and what they both uh, gave him. I guess people who have um, read Tim before or who are, will find some of this familiar, but um, it's a lovely portrait of a family and um, I guess you know how our, our family contributes to the, the, who we are. Uh, let's go through this list. Another one by Anna McGahn, who has written Metanoia. Now, that's an interesting word, and uh, some people will understand what that means, but uh, Metanoia. Well, meta- Metanoia means a change of heart or change of mind, and it's a, it's a story of a conversion of a, um, a prominent ac- um, actor. Um, Anna McGahn is, um, will be familiar. Um, she's a... Uh, been acted in um, on stage and in film, and in fact has written uh, scripts and screenplays. She was, uh, you know, hostile to Christians, um, but um, she became a Christian. It's a story of her conversion, her change of heart, and it's, it's searingly honest. And uh, uh, again, it's a confronting story of a woman who was at war with her body in many, in more ways than one, and. Uh, and it's a it's a it's a very particular and powerful um, testimony. As a man, I found it um, pretty interesting. Um, it provides an insight into the pressures women are under, especially regarding their image, body image, and um, yeah, I found it pretty um, revealing. It was, uh, it's a, another exciting read. Uh, let's go through this list. Not home yet by Ian K. Smith. What's that one about? This is a book about. Um, I guess um, people's views of heaven or new creation. So it really takes on a lot of flawed and sentimental views of heaven that Christians have and uh, reminds us that our, our hope is in the resurrection um, and uh, recreation, a new heaven and a new earth. It's a, a theological book. Um, it's accessible, um, but it's a, yeah, it's a pretty, when you think of um, a lot of uh, strange ideas that people have or if you've been to a funeral recently, you can, um, people have some pretty weird ideas. Uh, a lot of it's um, not biblical, um, and it's often a very sentimental view of what uh, what happens when we die. So yeah, it's a it's a, a necessary corrective, I think. Chris Mulheron has written a book called Science and Christianity: Understanding the Conflict Myth. A brief account of that one. Yeah, well, it's this is a, a, again a really necessary and accessible book. So it's it's um, written by a philosopher, an engineer, and scientist who, and it's written for secondary school children. That's the level it's aimed at. It's it's very um, it's pithy and well illustrated. But it's really looking at um, taking on the idea that uh, you know you can't be a scientist and a Christian, or there's a that there's a, a conflict between science and faith. And uh, Chris uh, in this book. Um, demolishes that that error and uh, and points out that there's things that science tell us, but there's uh, there's things that science cannot tell us. So science is all about how and why, but, uh, well about the hows, but uh, it can't you know give us purpose or meaning, and that's where um, our faith comes in. So it's a it's a it's a book about 
how we know things and uh, and how um, you know science and uh, faith complement each other. So one of Australia's best-known theologians, Paul Barnett, has a book represented on this year's shortlist, a short book about Paul, the servant of Jesus. This is, um, yeah, Paul um, gets a lot of bad press as being a misogynist or um, or having um, uh, derailed Christianity. Um, so this is a, a, a portrait of Paul, and it's, again, it's a very accessible read. It's not, it's written by an academic, but it's um, a very, it's a book that's easy to read. And um, it's, a, it's a lovely, a loving portrait of Paul and shows that how he was, uh, in fact, a faithful servant of Jesus, and um, uh, yeah, it's a it's a great um, overview of of Paul's contribution to the ch- to early mission and the church. And Samuel Green has a contribution uh, recognised in this year's shortlist, a book that's called "Where to Start with Islam: A New Approach to Engaging with Muslim Friends." Yeah. Okay. So this is this is a book about how to. Uh, how to talk to Muslims and how to evangelise um, Muslims. It points out. It begins by pointing out that uh, Muslims know a lot more about Christianity than Christians know about Islam, and so it's really a challenge to uh, Christians to be better informed about Islam and what Muslims already believe, even though it might be incorrect. What they already believe and know about um, Jesus uh, before we start. Um, uh, to, you know, a dialogue with them. So, uh, yeah, that's the new approach: is um, to be aware that um, Muslims already think they know a lot about uh, Jesus, because Jesus mentioned in the Quran, um, and in fact, they know more about Christianity than Christians know about Islam. So, when we talk about Australian Christian Book of the Year, one of the criteria, of course, is uh, what sort of contribution books like this make uh, to the way that people will see their faith and uh, how they can outwork their faith uh, in their lives. Uh, Let me ask you, like I ask you every year, uh, so far as the standard of Christian writing goes, uh, how do this year's bunch of uh, shortlisted titles stand up to previous years, Michael? Oh, well... Um, I think it's a fabulous array of books, and um, I think seeing these ten books um, together um, is um, and very encouraging. And they're all world-class books, um, and some of them are more specifically Australian. But um, even the books about Australian history, the Attending to the National Soul, I mean, that's a significant work of um, religious history globally. So it's yeah, these are among the best books. Christian books in the world. Yeah, so great books in this year's shortlist for the Australian Christian Book of the Year. The winners to be announced on the 13th of August, and it's going to be an online opportunity. I imagine people might get a link to that uh, via the Sparklit website. Uh, is that where you'd find out about how you can yes. participate? That's right. So if you go to our website, there'll be a link, and uh, you can register, and uh, you will receive. when you register, you will receive uh, a link. Uh, to the event and uh, it's going to be a live event so the information the prizes will be announced uh, the the awards will be announced and the prizes presented live um, starting at 7.30 on uh, Eastern Standard Time on um, Thursday the 13th of August I hope you'll join us Neil (laughs) You never know you never know I can't promise but you never know Hey Michael Colley you do a great job coordinating the Australian Christian Book of the Year that website is sparklit.org. That's S-P-A-R-K-L-I-T dot org. And you'll find the shortlist of the 
books that are up for the award for the Australian Christian Book of the Year. And of course, uh, there are some other awards that go along with that too. The Young Christian Writer and the Teen Writer Awards too. But uh, Michael, thanks so much for the update. Sparklit.org. We'll talk again closer to the announcement. Excellent. Thank you very much, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.